Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends. And she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one. And the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kid's imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before we get started today, I want to give a shout-out to a couple of listeners. First is Stella from London. Stella has shared with us an impressive watercolor she did that featured a character also named Stella from a Dropkick Kitty Cat episode. That would be Stella the Mouse from the Ballyhoo Mouse Tribe. Definitely visit the website and check that out. Thank you so much, Stella. And I also want to mention Gabe Carter from Indiana. Gabe has shared with us a great drawing of a tree beast. Now, I have received many, many tree beast drawings, and Gabe's is truly unique. You should all check that one out on the website, too. Thanks for that awesome drawing, Gabe. We really enjoy it. Now, today's episode is called Simon Says, Part 2. Last time on Simon Says Part 1, a wandering ninja named Simon encountered the Grey Dragon in a whole heap of trouble. He was surrounded by awful cave trolls, and the two of them barely got away. But now they're basically trapped in the Grey Dragon's tunnels that he lives in within the mountain. They need to make it to the Grey Dragon's lair so he can take a dip in his healing pool. But there's a ton of cave trolls after them. So, let's see if they can make it. Simon and the Grey Dragon knew that the trolls would catch up to them. The Grey Dragon was injured and couldn't move fast. Also, because he was limping, the Grey Dragon left pretty clear tracks that anyone could follow. They could only go as fast as possible and hope for the best. After about... Ten minutes of creeping through the dark tunnels, they began to hear the trolls getting closer behind them. Simon's smoke trick was no longer keeping them outside. He knew that huge group would be barreling through the caves at top speed. We need to make a trap, said Simon. The gray dragon turned to Simon, and Simon noticed that he was clearly in pain and exhausted. You know what? How about you keep on going? I'll set this trap to slow them down, and I'll catch up with you in a minute. Without answering, the gray dragon turned and continued lumbering through the darkness. 
Simon got right to work placing a trap for the cave trolls. He started by setting up a tripwire near the ground. This was where a strong, nearly invisible string was stretched from one wall to another and stuck into the walls with a screw. Then he attached another string to that one and climbed the wall all the way to the ceiling. He tied that string to a small sack of magical powder and hung it up there. The idea was that the trolls would come barreling through the hallway and trip over the wire near the floor. That wire would pull the wire from the ceiling, which was attached to the small sack of magical powder, and it would sprinkle down on them. And that's exactly what happened. Once Simon set the trap, he ran to catch up with the gray dragon. The cave trolls weren't far behind, and they were rushing through the tunnels so fast that they weren't checking for traps. The trolls first in line tripped right over the wire near the ground and slammed square onto their faces. All the trolls behind them tripped and fell on top of the first ones, and it was like a big traffic jam of cave trolls right there. Of course, when the tripwire was activated, the string pulled the sack open, and brightly colored sparkly dust slowly floated down and landed on each and every troll. They sneezed and coughed, spraying the dust and all their germs all over the place. Cave trolls were not very good at covering their sneezes and coughs. And then, suddenly, for each and every cave troll there, and there were about 20, everything went completely black. None of them could see anything. This magical powder was Simon's very own temporary blackout recipe. These trolls would not be able to see anything for about ten minutes. Some of them started walking forward only to crash right into the wall when the tunnel curved. Some of the trolls began fighting with each other, not sure who was next to them. And some of them even began walking down the tunnels back the way they came. It was kind of crazy and the trolls were very angry about the whole thing. Now this trap would buy Simon and the Grey Dragon some time. And they needed it. When Simon caught up to the dragon, which didn't take long, he could see that the dragon was barely able to continue. How far away is your lair? Simon asked. Normally about 20 minutes from here, said the dragon. Simon realized that meant it would take them much more than 20 minutes to reach his lair now and the trolls would certainly catch up to them. He had to think of something. But what? The trolls, as senseless as they normally were, would be expecting another trap now, and they wouldn't likely just walk into another one again. Can you breathe fire right now? asked Simon. No, I'm too exhausted. After a few minutes in the healing pool, maybe, but not now, replied the dragon. Simon would be completely on his own now in holding off about 20 cave trolls. Luckily, he had an idea. Once again, he began setting up a trap for the trolls. This time, he would be the bait that would hopefully distract the trolls from the trap. See, there was a long hallway. About halfway down, Simon hid some explosives behind some stones. He pointed the explosive down the hallway. This way, he would stand at one end of the hallway and get the trolls' attention. They would run to attack him, and then Simon would detonate the explosives, blasting them right in the trolls' faces and away from Simon. 
If it worked, it would give the dragon enough time to reach his healing pool before the rest of the trolls reached his lair. Simon completed the trap, and the dragon continued to lumber on. His eyes nearly closed. Simon stood at the end of the hall waiting for the trolls. Soon he was able to hear them hollering and growling, no doubt upset at the temporary blindness trick from before. The group of angry trolls rounded the corner down at the end of the hall, and before they noticed Simon, he yelled, Hey, stink bombs! Looking for me? Come and get it! The trolls became enraged and launched themselves down the hallway to rip Simon apart. Just as Simon predicted, they were too wild to notice the explosives that he had set. Once they got right in front of the trap, Simon activated the bombs and... Boom! An explosion rocked the stone halls of the Grey Dragon's lair. The explosion kicked up quite a bit of dust, and when it began to settle, Simon realized his mistake. Instead of the regular explosives that he usually uses he accidentally grabbed the glitter bombs. So instead of half these trolls being knocked out, none of them were. Now they were all just covered in glitter and even angrier than before. Simon's jaw dropped. Uh-oh, he said. The trolls wiped the glitter from their eyes and roared. They began running and Simon turned and ran as well. Now there were twenty glittery trolls hot on his trail running through these halls, and they would reach the dragon soon. Simon reached into his pockets for anything that might help. He dropped smoke bombs as he ran. He turned and whipped ninja stars at the horde of trolls behind him. He tossed flash bombs over his shoulders to try and distract the trolls. He threw everything useful at them as he ran until his pockets were nearly empty, and the trolls kept coming. Simon slowed them down, but not enough. By now, Simon was all caught up with the dragon, who was dragging his enormous feet as fast as he could, which was actually very slowly. Dragon, they're right behind us. Swing me on your tail, yelled Simon just before he leaped up to stand on the dragon's tail. Simon turned and faced the trolls running for him now as he bobbed up and down on the dragon's tail. The trolls came within his reach, and Simon pulled out his two extra-long swords. They were thin, light, and extra sharp. His blades whipped through the air, knocking back the angry beasts who were swinging clubs at him. The dragon was moving his tail back and forth, helping Simon to dodge the trolls. The gray dragon could hear the battle right near him now, and he could feel Simon's feet scuffling on the end of his tail. The entrance to his lair was within sight, and the dragon growled, We're close! Simon looked over his shoulder for one second and could see a huge archway ahead. Just a few more feet, and the dragon could collapse in his healing pool. Dragon, go! yelled Simon. I'll hold them off! Simon wanted to make sure that the dragon had time to get to his pool before the trolls invaded his lair. Simon spun off the dragon's tail and slashed out with both of his swords. He landed among the group of trolls, attacking at lightning speed. The dragon stomped out of sight and into his lair. As Simon continued his assault, a troll knocked one of his swords to the ground with a club. 
he held his remaining sword with both hands to put more power behind his strikes. He slashed wildly at the mass of enemies before him and they scattered, but there were too many. One especially massive beast swung his tree trunk of a club at Simon. He lifted his sword to block it, but his sword got stuck in the club. The sword was ripped from his hands. Simon was defenseless in the center of a horde of bloodthirsty grunts. Simon knew that the trolls would soon overtake him, and he yelled out as he tried his best to fight off the beasts, Dragon! And from deep within the gray dragon's lair, Simon heard a low, rumbling, faraway voice growl, Duck, Simon! Simon rolled onto his belly on the ground and covered his head with his hands. A massive rush of flames blasted forth from the entrance of the dragon's lair. The flames filled the hall and blackened the stone walls. Simon felt the heat as he tried to press his body into the ground. The heat of the flames was so powerful that it literally pushed the trolls back through the caverns as if the caverns had been filled with rushing water. The flames died down and Simon lifted his head up to see the gray dragon standing in the archway to his lair. That was awesome, said Simon. Are they gone? asked the dragon. Yep, said Simon, looking back down the long, empty hallway. Good. I'm going back to my healing pool then, said the dragon. Come in and get cleaned up. I need you to guard the door in case any of them decide to return. So, Simon entered the dragon's lair to eat, get cleaned up, and guard the door, while the gray dragon took some time to fully heal. And Simon, the wandering ninja, and the gray dragon remain the best of friends to this day. The end. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to share a drawing, you can reach out to me at kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. And you can check out the Patreon for more content. That link is on the website, kidstoriespodcast.com. Adios, friends. <laughs>